Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. What's going on? All right, final segment in the building. You know what time it is. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, Steelers Nation Radio. And we've been continuing our conversation, obviously, about the uh, the Jersey retirement discussion. Mr. Franco Harris officially having that number 32. Retired. Franco's Italian Army. Hey, now. You got some sausage? Some kielbasa? Some kielbasa <laughs> Whatever they got. I do love, too, how, like, if you go to if you go to Franco's Italian uh, Army, the, the restaurant at Heinz Field, it's all, like, sausage it, and kielbasa. It is, it is. And don't get me wrong, I get it. But I'm always like, shouldn't it be, like, a pasta and a uh, pizza can I get a rigatoni? Let me get a rigatoni. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe some stuffed shells yeah. up in here. They like you want kielbasa, <laughs> or you want this? It's that simple. I'm like, now hold on. You throw sauerkraut in there. I'm really gonna start asking questions. Uh, yeah. Is this Franco's Italian oh, army man. or Franco's German army? I mean, what are we doing? No, that was pretty funny right there, man. <laughs> but with that being the case, man, we do want to get a chance to uh, discuss some of the depth chart stuff that we. Uh, Obviously, saw coming out this weekend, or not? Yeah, I guess it was this weekend, mm-hmm. last weekend, this week. However, you want to refer to it. But um, wasn't too many surprises except one very large surprise that apparently was a error. Mm-hmm. Um, that obviously being the quarterback position, uh, Mitch Trubisky listed at QB one initially, Mason Rudolph listed at number two with Kenny Pickett number three, and to a lot of our um, not surprise, there was a lot of uproar, a lot of uh, surprise, a lot of chatter. Then in about a day's time, yeah, about 20 hours, we had a uh, an answer to, ah. to said question, to said outcry. And that response from the boss man, Coach Tomlin, was that it was simply a clerical error. Mm. Now, some people, you know, questioned the uh, validity of said clerical error. Others, you know, believed it and sure. went with it. Sure. And that's to each, you know, to each person. They can handle it however they want to handle it. Um, I know for me, I was a little skeptical just because I know the details that goes into some of these decisions. And before 
you know, things are made public, not just through social media, but on the official like team website and stuff like that. It's a lot of, you know, checks and balances and stuff. So, yes. you know, I just would not typically believe that those type of errors would be made at one of the, not one of the, the most important position on the team, the position that has been under the most scrutiny this all season, the position that's talked about the absolute most, the, 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 the room that you knew for a fact, if you do anything on this depth chart, it is going to have significant ripple effect. That's the part for me where I just, you know, <laughs> I, I didn't all the way agree with whoever made said clerical error. I think that that person definitely needs to put more attention to their detail. Folks more on the minutia. Ah. Don't paint with such a broad brush, ah. you know? Yeah, detail their work. All, all these uh, 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 sayings. Button up, yeah. You, the, the standard is the standard, and we need it to be varsity. That we when do. You're, when you're messing up QB2 on the Particularly depth Particularly when you're heading into week one. That is JV. Yeah. That is very much JV. <laughs> so for whoever was responsible for said error, I hope that they've learned from their mistakes. They went back to the to the film room and they corrected it and they found new mistakes going forward. Because once again, like I said, man, it's just it was funny though, because you have the detail with RB2, Jalen Warren over Benny Snell. That's not copy and paste. No Chris Oladukin on that quarterback roster as well. Ah. No copy and paste. Ah. <clears throat> It's just, I don't know. It's not adding up to me all the way, man. But the alternative is, did he, did somebody do it intentionally? You think they were trying to mess with the masses? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think so either, right? Here's 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 where I'm at. Talk on to me, man. What you think, man? One, I, listen, I, it's hard for me to buy that it was a clerical issue because. Is the math not mathing? You know, that's, that's what they say. Well, no, here's why. When billion dollar companies and corporations Make errors Did like that. Did you say that, billion with the B or with the M? With a B. Okay, just checking. When billion-dollar corporations and businesses that are part of billion-dollar leagues, billion with with billions of fans, with 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 a whole heap of those fans. There we go. When errors like that are made, you usually don't take 19 hours to correct yourself. Mm. Now, I don't know what's going down at Steelers HQ. It's a holiday weekend. Maybe they sent that thing out there. Everybody, this, this is the NFL. They play games on Christmas. That's Jesus' birthday. Ain't no holiday weekend. Stop it. Uh, listen, stop I, it. I'm, I'm, stop it. I'm giving a nice benefit of the doubt stop here, it. but you are certainly correct. Stop it. There ain't no days off in the uh, National Football League. Hey man, you, you can't have a birthday. They say, oh, that's cool. Pick them up after the game. <laughs> hey, your wife in labor. That's cool, man. Hey, have that baby on an off day. That, that's what they tell hey, you. You're going to play on Thanksgiving, on Christmas, and on New Year's. <laughs> tell your family that they can see you in the springtime. I, I, if it would have been five hours later, three hours later. Maybe, I can, maybe I, they I, didn't hear the chatter. You think that was it? And see, that's the other side of this, you though. You think it was so quiet that nobody was talking about it? Some people yesterday were saying, is this Mike Tomlin just caving to the mob? All the people in Pittsburgh who were so upset that Kenny Pickett was QB3? Listen, I don't know Mike Tomlin very well. I know him very well. I've spent enough time around him and the organization and followed the team for long enough. Mike Tomlin don't give a rip what anybody thinks. He does not care. (laughs) We do not care. (laughs) That's what the sack of the show you. So it's not care. I have no, I have no hot take on all this. I, I really yeah. don't know. I, I promise that I'm not being coy. That like I'm privy to some information nah, that I nah, just nah. can't share here on Mr. Rooney's case. radio station. Definitely it's not case. like that. 
it's just hard for me to buy, buy that it took them 19 hours to correct an, an honest mistake. Yeah. And I'm certainly not buying that, oh, Mike Tomlin just got pressured by the media and yeah. Steelers fans to make Kenny Pickett number two because Mike Tomlin doesn't give a rip what any of us or, any, or anybody yeah. thinks in that regard. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I feel those two things strongly. But other than that, I, yeah. I don't know. And, and I also, I'm not, like, I, I don't care. It's good. Mitch Trubisky's QB1. Yeah. I mean, I got This is more so funny because of, like I said, the the response from the oh team. Oh, my gosh. How are they going to do this to Kenny Pickett? But no, no, no. Think about not even the response from the fans because obviously the fans, they're going to feel outraged about anything, and that's fine. As shirtless Tom says, fans, fans will be fans. Will be fans. <laughs> and that's completely fine. But the, the, the thing that got me – was Coach Tomlin and the team's response. It's just, it's like, man, all right, I don't mind the error. But it's like, man, that's a long time hours to wait to correct Bert, that 19 error. hours like, till Burt put out that correction tweet. Yeah, yeah, it's like, y'all knew as soon as it was public. Like, what are we talking about here? And it's the quarterback. That's all. But either way, I, I think that the biggest issue would have been, though, when we're talking about game day, if you have – just Mitch and Mason being the one that's dressed and Kenny being the one in street clothes, I think that would have, you know, ruffled some feathers. Not just media-wise, I think team-wise, because when you look at the way that Kenny has played, Kenny has definitely earned the right to be QB, too. Mm-hmm. We talk about certain players earning positions. We talk about certain players that should be out there on that field, and when they are not out there, we're looking at them like, bro, whoa, why Why isn't this player out there? Or when a player is out there that should not be out there, we do the same thing. We say, well, why is that player out there? Why don't we put this guy in there, right? I think in that context, if we would have come into week one and we know this is a game that matters, I don't think any of us wanted to go, based on what we've seen this preseason, that we would want to go from Mitch to Mason. I think the conversation would be Mitch to Kenny, and then after that, you can open it up to see whatever happens after that. But I think it'll be really hard to sell that, that, hey, man, Mason is the second best option on this roster. I agree. What is interesting to me in all this is that Kenny Pickett's going to dress and Mason Rudolph is not. Mm-hmm. The way that I thought that this would go down is that for the first few weeks of the season, Mason would be your number two on game days, mm-hmm. but that you would give Kenny those reps throughout the week in practice. But see, if you're doing that, why are you dressing Mason? Because I don't care about Mason getting practice squad reps. I want QB2 to get the QB2 reps because Mitch goes down. That player has to go out there sure, and execute. Sure. How can that player go out there and execute if he hasn't been practicing fair, with fair. that offense? You know, Like I said, short-term thing. Until you thought Kenny was ready. I mean, clearly they do. Yeah. They they would not have Mason in street clothes if they thought right. Kenny can't go in here and, and win us the game. I just don't know if I feel the same. Like, let's go worst case hypothetical, right? Mitch Trubisky picks up a knock in the course of game of the game on Sunday and he has to exit the game. I think I want, might want be to Mason to be the guy who goes in there. I'm okay. not saying I'll feel the same way week two, week three, week four, week week eight. Mm-hmm. But right now, that would be a heck of a spot for Kenny Pickett to get his first NFL action. See, for me, I like that for him because there's no pressure. But you also have to be ready because you're a play away. But it's no pressure. All the pressure is for who is starting. Kenny goes in there, he's not the starter. He can look god-awful. He was the number two quarterback. It was a short time. He got thrust into the fire week one. No expectations. Hmm. He's playing with house money. No, I see what you're saying. It's kind of like Mason Rudolph when he got to start against the Lions. 
it was like, man, he wasn't supposed to be out there. So whatever he did was going to be house money. Now, we know with Mason it's a little bit different just because of he is a little bit polarizing. But to me, I think of Kenny in that same capacity that, man, if he gets thrown out there in that action at any point in time in the first couple of games, if he's not the starter, that's meaning he's having to come in because of bad performance or injury, something uncharacteristic, something that is not expected. He gets a lot more leniency. He gets a lot more benefit of the doubt. And it's just, like I said, the expectations for him to be successful, they aren't necessarily to the same height as it would be if he had a full week sure, of preparation, sure. a full week of game plan, and a full week of a customized game plan specifically for him. Granted, him and Mitch going to run the same stuff, but we do know it's a difference when you're tailoring something for Mitch versus Kenny. Similar, but not the same. We saw that in preseason. Absolutely. So that's the part for me where if I had to draw up the the easier way for Kenny – not the most uh, optimal, because obviously the most optimal is, hey, man, you have a full week of preparation. You're the guy above reproach. You go out there and do it. But there are certain expectations that are going to come with that, certain media that's going to come with that. If I could draw it up perfectly, it's like, man, you come in mid-game some way. Hmm. And, and then and if you're then, able to win, yeah, you're the savior. If, if it's not pretty, hey, it wasn't think, supposed to be pretty. think Duck coming in off the bench against the Cincinnati Bengals. Mason was playing, and it was stagnant. And we're like, man, we don't have a chance. Like, I don't know. We look like our offense can't get out of first gear. Duck comes in, and this is after Duck, you know, hadn't – Duck – We knew we knew nothing yeah, about man, this guy other, like, other, than, just, other than some training camp perhaps. It's, it's like, <laughs> I heard if you were a Duck fan, then you were the only ones that were excited about Duck. Other than that, you was like, all right, what is this going to be? But the expectations were so low. When he comes in, what was he able to do? He has two passes, and we're like, bro, all right, we got somebody here. Okay, we're moving. And then we kind of rode that wave until it kind of fills it out. Mm-hmm. But to me, I look at Kenny, I say, man, if you could get that type of smooth transition where you're able to come in, low expectations, nobody expects anything from you, and just cut it loose, I like that because it gives you that free in-stadium confidence. Mm. Before the negativity can really build up, you're playing with the house when you're getting a chance to get a leg up. Because you go out there and you hit a pass or two, you make a couple positive plays, regardless of the game's outcome, you're going to feel good about yourself. Now when you get that opportunity to fully start and have that full You've at week, least got a baseline. You've already been in the stadium. You already feel good. I'm like, bro, all right, all right. I already not made a play in the stadium before. That's not going to be foreign to me now. Now when they're talking, hey, man, are you excited about your first opportunity in the stadium? Are you ready to start? Are you nervous? It's like, no, I've already played now. I don't have to deal with That's this point. with the overthinking. I don't have to deal with let me do QB1 type things. Let me wear a suit because it's Wednesday and I think I'm supposed to wear a suit on Wednesday. I don't know. Let me just do it. Like, you get rid of all of that. And that's the part for me where I would definitely like that. If it could work, I like that for Kenny. That'd be interesting. It'd be interesting. Kenny is QB2, though. We know that now. Clarity has been shown, has been shun, has been shown mm-hmm. by Mike Tomlin. Tuesday but, press conferences are back, too. Huh? How about that? Mm, kind of janky with the uh, the technical errors. Well, I mean, I wasn't going to throw anybody under the bus. But... No, nah, it's all good, man. I ain't tripping either way. You know, I stay. I got time. I had time yesterday. I was like, hey, man, it's all right. Play the replay. We're going to get it. We're going to catch it. However we need to catch it, we'll catch it. Shout out. Yeah. But, <sighs> you know, we had to also talk about something on the defense side of the ball. Um, okay. Because, I mean, obviously Jalen Warren, you know, that was, that was a little bit of a change. Him over Benny Snell. But at cornerback, Cam Sutton and Akello. Not Levi Wallace on the outside. Yeah. What were your thoughts when you saw that officially? I'm surprised. Now. I was surprised yeah. by that. I thought Cam Sutton would be the guy on the inside, um, and that Levi would be with Akello on the outside. 
I think to to give credit um, to Cam Sutton, I thought he he was really solid in coverage this preseason. You know, had the interception. Obviously, um, I think Cam Sutton is deserving. Just felt like Levi Wallace was the guy. You know, that's what they pegged him for. That's what they brought him. You know, identified him in free agency and brought him in here. Now, all that being said, that doesn't mean it's written in in stone. Right. I mean, it can it can change throughout the course of a game, throughout the course of the season. Levi Wallace, I think it's also important to note, you know, he missed a, a nice chunk of time throughout the preseason and training camp while he was he was dealing with an illness. So maybe that's just part of this as well, too. Um, but yeah, there, there wasn't a ton that surprised me on the depth chart, but that that certainly stood out. Yeah, to me, I was I was a little surprised by that one. Now, not necessarily because of the money, because when you look at the details, Cam is going to make or Cam will make more sure. than Akello sure. and Levi a little bit more. Not not a lot, but just. Enough. Enough more. Um, he's been with the team the longest of he, any of those he guys. He, he's homegrown. He's the draft pick. Shout out to the fact that he is the draft pick. That's right. You know, yes, my, my dog ah, right Steelers, Steelers can't draft anybody but, a quarter. You know, and I might have known the guy who announced his pick as well. Ah. It's, it's a strong possibility. Is his name Arthur Motz? It's a strong possibility that might be Did his he do name, that at man. a podium in Philadelphia? It, 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 you know, it's, it's, a, it's a very strong possibility. Near the Rocky that, that, statue? That, that, that did happen, you know. Hey, hey, I, I his, might have to with confirm. His, with, his four, with his future co-host, Wesley Euler, running around like a chicken with his hey, head cut off? Hey, hey, Yes, yes. I still think that that's hilarious that we were probably like within the same vicinity. No question we <laughs> had, were within the same had vicinity. Had no idea man. who each other were, and then a year later we were hosting a show together. And here we are four years later <laughs> still doing it. It's nuts, man. It's nuts. But um, but I, I do like the fact for Cam that you know he was rewarded for his efforts this offseason. Um. The consistency, the availability, the playmaking, the yeah, productivity. Yeah. Whether you're talking practices, you can watch any practice you wanted at training camp. Man, Cam Sutton flew around. Run game, pass game, blitz, and he flew around. <clears throat> Talk with him in the preseason. Saw the same thing. Mm-hmm. Him making plays. Mm-hmm. At the outside position. I do feel like either way, whoever they were going to list as the two outside corners, relevant, but at the same time, a little bit irrelevant because we're going to play nickel, what, 60 70% of the time? 100%. So all three of these guys, in terms of Cam Sutton, Levi Watson, and Keller Witherspoon, will be on the field. I do anticipate them bumping Cam Sutton into the uh, the slot corner based on what they were doing in that final game um, against the Lions because the interception that Cam Sutton had was him in the slot. Great read, but it was him in the slot. And I do like that because that's some of the things that he's capable of because of how smart he is. Yeah. But even now, just watching him on tape, some of the chances that he takes and how he's being rewarded. The interception uh, in the Lions game, that was him taking a chance. He's in man-to-man coverage. He's supposed to be running vertical. He just reads the route, stops, turns back around, and gets the interception. But to me, <laughs> to me, that's two things. Number one, that's you studying, you understanding route concepts. If you're getting a vertical, you got to have something coming in. You're not going to get two verticals in that proximity outside the hash. So if you got one vertical, something's got to be coming in, a dig, a stop. So he read that. That's the first part. And the second thing is actually having the the, the, the gumption to actually go out there and take a chance. For me, I tell people all the time, I was smart enough that I could tell you when those things were going to happen. I never had, you know, my meter of, oh, let's just say F my assignment and go do it. <laughs> I wasn't that player. You know, everybody has their thing. That you was that me. guy, pal. I'm the discipline guy. I'm the guy that, hey, man, if you say sit in his A guy, baby, I'm going to make every A guy plan I'm supposed to make. Don't ask me to do anything in that B. I'm not going to say, hey, I know it's going to the C. Let me run over there. That just wasn't my game. Not a robot, but it's a certain level of confidence you have to be playing with. Sure. To say, hey, man, I'm not going to do my assignment here. I'm going to go over here and make this play. Because if you are wrong, if Cam was wrong right there, 
That's a 60-yard touchdown pass. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. Mm -hmm. I don't want that responsibility on me. I can't have that on my conscience. I can't look at my teammates and say, hey, bro, I let y'all down. But to each their own. You talk about Trey Palomalo versus Ryan Clark. Ryan Clark, more in my frame. We're going to be by the book. We're fundamentally sound. We know everything. We're smart. We're communicating. We're not doing the lineup in the A-gap, and I got the deep third, though. <laughs> you won't go see Ryan Clark showing on the edge and then saying, I'm playing the back half. <laughs> right. Nah, right. that's no. Troy. Yes. So you got to know you were, you know? And not saying that Cam Sutton is Troy Palomalu. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that he is growing in terms of his game, yeah. in terms of his confidence Sometimes it's more about how yeah. those puzzle pieces fit together yeah, absolutely. than just – Who's the greatest puzzle piece? Yeah, absolutely. And it's all about knowing your role, too, man, and knowing that, hey, do I have guys that I can work with like that? On that play that I'm talking about for Cam Sutton, you know he had helping him on the inside? Minka Fitzpatrick. Nice help. Yeah, no, it, it, hey, you're you're a lot more prone to, uh, to, to, to expand your wings. Take some risks. When and, you yeah. have a player like Minka out there. That's no all. doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, that, that'll that be interesting to follow how that plays out week one and, mm-hmm. and throughout the season, certainly. And it's going to be a heck of a test week one as well, man. Oh, because they're having, I hear they've got some good playmakers in they, Cincinnati. they got a trio of wide receivers coming into town, or Ooh. for us, that we'll be going into their town. Excuse me on that. But I like it that way, though, because I, hey, we'll get a chance to understand right, who we are. Right into the fire. I mean, think about, um, and I don't want to bring it up as a negative for James Pierre, but more so as it's a, a teaching tool. We didn't know how good or not good James Pierre was until we saw him against Jamar Chase. Think about all through training camp, man, we thought this dude could be cornerback one, at worst cornerback two for us. Mm-hmm. And we really didn't see him tested to that extent. We saw him in the preseason and we're like, no, we still feel confident. But we didn't know, okay, these are some of his limitations. When you put him against these type of athletes, this is the discrepancy. Right. And then after that, we started to make adjustments to our back end, coverage-wise, personnel-wise. That's the part for me where it's like, man, we don't have to warm up to it. We're going to find out. We're going right to find out, out real gate. quick. Hey, Akello, are you that guy? Are you the guy that we saw the last five weeks of the season? Are you the guy that, you know, we had to trade for out of Seattle because they didn't rock with you like the that? The guy who didn't get a helmet yeah. for a few games after the Raiders game. You know, our, 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 Levi Wallace, are you the guy that started 12 games once Trey White went down and balled out and did your thing? Or are you the guy that, you know— was sitting behind, was sitting those, behind guys those dudes, they got and hurt. it was like, "Oh, you're just yeah. you know the depth guy." Yeah, like we're gonna find out. Cam said, "Are we, you actually an outside corner? Today. Are you actually outside corner full time, or are you a heck of a slot corner that moonlights out there? Because there's a difference. There's a big difference. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Like Ducey, Love Will Gay. He's one of those that top end slot corner moonlights is outside corner. He can make plays out there. The smarts, the picks, we love it." But we knew if you had to have him matching up against some of these elite guys, there was going to be a little bit of a limitation there. For sure. And that's just For like sure. every player has that. That's that's square square all, peg, square absolutely. hole, right? We round all peg, have round that. hole. Yes, yeah. we all have that. But those are some of the things that we're going to find out when we get a chance to see week one, our our three corners versus their three receivers. So yeah. And a pretty good, pretty talented quarterback. That's chucking those receivers the ball for Cincinnati as well, oh, too. Man, he's still recovering. Let, let him chill. And I hope he hope he just takes another week of recovery. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to rush that back. I heard I heard them yeah, he should, to he should he should honor the country and just take September 11th he, off. He should definitely take that time away, man. Yep. Just just take it for himself. Take it to reflect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. I, I'm all for it. I, I would not complain. I would support the heck out of it. I would retweet that tweet if he tweeted that out. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, Joe, you put that tweet out there. We'll retweet it. All right, sound good? Fair compromise. If that all right. means Joe, you ain't gonna pull up in the game on Sunday, Joe. Nah, I'll you ret- know what? Don't forget that. I want. I want Joe Burrow out there yeah. to be the man. You gotta oh beat the gosh. man. Woo! What you want to beat Buffalo last year, week one without Josh Allen? Nah, it's not the same. Uh, so we're just gonna discredit every Super Bowl that was won when backup quarterbacks, backup players were played at any point in time throughout the season. Is that the way we're going with this? Name? No, 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 no. But I'm not. I'm not rooting. I'm not wishing for that either. You're, no, no, no. We ain't said we're wishing for it. You said you wouldn't even take it. You said you didn't want that. I don't. Yeah. So all I said was. I want to beat Joe Burrow. So my question then, do we discredit all the other ones that did not have that? Because as we know, injuries happen every year. Oh, no doubt. Okay. You know who I don't discredit? Okay. Jeff Hostetler. Okay. Two-time Super Bowl champion. Mm-hmm. Was a backup to start both the seasons. Hoisting the Lombardi at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, WVU. Sound like Nick. Mountaineer sound, sound quarterback, like, no big like deal. Sound like Nick Foles, you know? Nick Foles, sound yeah, like Nick except Foles. for Hostetler got two of them bags. Yeah, yeah. He just only got one chance in Philly, you know? He ain't gonna, he just <laughs> they should have kept him around. Keep him a little longer, man. A <laughs> uh, couple minutes here to close this out. Yeah, you want to quick, quick hit some tweets here? Mm-hmm. Buddha wants to know, I got to start one of these wide receivers in fantasy week one. Who do you think? Russell Gage, Chase Claypool, Trey Burks, or George Pickens? Hmm. Burks? See, I, I kind of like Gage. Yeah. Against Dallas, too. Yeah. And he's not going to draw. Right. He's not going to draw the Diggs matchup. No, and, and you think they got Julio that's going to be out there. Julio's going to get a ton of attention. Evans is still out there early on. Godwin is not going to be there. So Gage is going to be that third guy target wise. That's a good call. And Burks, rookie, first, yeah. first game. Pickens. Depending on what Deontay's availability is, I'm like, man, does Claypool that— Claypool, too. Right. Now, no, who's matching up where? Because I'll, go, even, I'll go Gage. I think that's yeah. a good call by you. I don't fear any of the uh, the Bengals cornerbacks like that, but we do know that it's going to be a big step up in competition from what Pickens has been seeing in the preseason, along with the safety play that those guys have as well. So that's the part, man— along with our O-line and mm-hmm. the Bengals' D-line. That, that could make the passing game a little bit different, mm-hmm. just, just slightly. slightly. I'm loving some uh, some familiar names reappearing in our mentions here. Grinning Barrett's back. Oh, what it do? He says, fellas listening in as always, in Middle Tennessee, dang, Moats, your squad absolutely steamrolled my Blue Raiders. Great job calling the game, sir. Yeah, Moats, hey, no, I tell man, you I what. appreciate you, man. But shout, shout out to the Middle Tennessee, uh, the, the Blue Raiders, though, man. They, they were game, man. I, I definitely enjoyed it. Coach Stock still as well, man. He showed a lot of... Uh, a lot of love, man. We was having our, our our meetings and stuff like that, man. He he didn't shut the young reporter out. Ah, that's what I like know? to hear. Yeah, that's you never what I know. Like sometimes when you see sometimes, these coaches, yeah. man, I'm like, man, I, I, is this coach going to Nick saving me? He going to be over here like I'm not answering that question. I don't care who you are, but no, he answered every question I needed to give me the information I needed for the broadcast. He didn't give you the. I'm not going to answer, so yeah. quit asking. Yeah, yeah, you just never know sometimes, man. So I appreciate it. <laughs> Rod Dalla, question of the day: Who would win in a chess match, a mind reader or a future seer? I tell you what. Technically, it's not the same person, though. Because <sighs> one, I guess one is more like focused on the individual that you're reading of their mind, but you're still predicting so the, mind the future. Reader you know what they're going to do. The future seer. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going with the future seer. Okay. Because he could throw off the mind reader, I think. All right. I'll go with the mind reader then. <laughs> Because he's going to be able to read the mind of the future seer that's trying to throw his future off. <laughs> it's the same person, bro. Oh, gosh. All right, we got like 60 seconds here. Uh, a couple quick hitters from 920. Best Steelers versus Bengals memory. Oh, you know mine. It was probably the same one. Comeback playoff win. 
I was actually going to go with the pregame fight. My bad. Yeah, I'll go with the comeback playoff win. Yep, yep, you're right. 100%. That's it. Yep. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I, I mean, seen, I seen, I seen, a doubt. I seen that quarterback come back on that pale horse across that mountain. Whoa. I said, oh. And I've. They, they, they dropped the theme music. The glass broke. By God, is that who I. No way. Yeah, he walked in. I've told my story from that game, too. I was working for the hockey team in Ohio at the time. We're on the bus traveling home from Michigan or somewhere. The game's on the bus. Everybody, you know, Ohio hockey team, Uh a lot of the guys like the Bengals or the Browns obviously dislike the Steelers. It's me and our goalie, Colin DeAugustine, and everyone's giving us grief the whole time. Oh, you about to lose. You about to lose. Until we were running up and down the aisles of the bus like we just won the game. He came out there throwing stunners everywhere. We was over there flicking off the crowd. I'm like that little kid throwing them beers from the crowd. Get them, Seven. Here, take another one, Seven. We're going to kick their cousin's booty over here. You you get the big guy. I'm going to get the little guys, all right? That's what what the vibe was, man. Uh, Never forget it. Last one here. 920 wants to know. With pulled pork and brisket tacos, what is a must-have side or topping? He says, I'm going to have slaw. Mm. You got to have some good aioli, some good sauce to put I on there. Man, like, what do you have like for barbecue, like a spicy barbecue or anything like that? But <sighs> corn, well, honestly, side, corn, a little mac corn. Mac and cheese. Can we get some mac and mac cheese, and for, cheese the side? for the side? That's a staple. I think, for sure. That's a staple. A little corn to garnish on those tacos? Yeah. What about some of them baked beans, too? Ooh. Okay. Now not, okay. Now okay. I was just moment. checking. I was right. just checking. Now we're going to have to go make some tacos. Come on, man. Just make me a little hungry. It's all good, man. You know what, man? I'm about to stop this show because I'm hungry now. All right. So if it's okay with you, I don't care if it's okay with you, actually, because unfortunately, it's Wes, it's Wednesday. I'm hosting and, you know, I got to say hell to pit this week because oh, they, you, you, if you would have won, we could have had this show you as long as You did this last you week on Friday already. That's I mean... different. I, it wasn't a most host Friday. That was a... <sighs> We're, 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 my guy lost. He's one foot in the grave. Let me bring him that was out. Your, that, that was your band of brothers moment. That, that's I, what that I was. appreciate that's it. That's what that I was. I appreciate you know? it, yeah. I was like, I'm going to go back and I'm going to save Private Ryan. That's what I went to do, okay? I went to save Private Ryan, all right? So now that I'm done saving Private Ryan, today is a Mozart's Wednesday, and I don't feel like working that long today, Wes. So shout out to everybody that was here with us. Shout out to my producer, Mr. Wesley Euler. Bing bong. Shout out to the Power Grid, the Megawatts. All of your participation was greatly appreciated. And more importantly, shout out to my co-host, finally having his voice back as well, Mr. Good Hair, Wesley Euler. Harry Styles ain't got nothing on me, baby. You better talk that big talk, baby. You going to be in the movie? Don't worry about it. But either way, man. I'm not spitting on Chris Prine. I'll tell you that much. Hey, I like the details right there. I see us. <laughs> I see you. But either way, man, we appreciate y'all. And as always, you know where to find us on your 24-7 home of the black and the gold. Stillers Nation Radio. And there it is. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. 
Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 